0: Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is Orange
1: Nation. All right, Stephen Fonte, Mario Sacco with you on a Thursday edition of Orange Nation. It was nice catching up with uh, Cornell head coach Brian Earle. And now we get to talk to the Hall of Famer, SU men's basketball coach Jim Bayonne brought to you every week by Oswego County Mutual. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. How are you today?
2: I'm good. Coach Earl's a great coach, done a great job at Cornell. Really brilliant, bright young coach. Really, yeah. really smart.
1: Yeah. Normally we end the interviews talking about Cornell, but since we we just uh, uh, spoke with him, I mean, what do you think about this big red team? Seven and two. He's got them playing Best at a fast
2: pace. Best team they've had since he's been there. They're really good, really tough team for us to play. We're going to have to be a lot better than what we've been, but hopefully we can do that. Be a great game. Uh, but you know that that's what gets you better. I did happen to ride over here. I, I let Mario's pretty knowledgeable. I guess Paulie's out. So <laughs> he is gotta, out today. I don't is. know if that's we a good somebody, thing or a bad thing, Coach. We got a knowledgeable to. guy. Let me ask you two guys a question. What was the plan for coaching at North Carolina? That's that's what I said, yeah. Coach. That was my what exact. What was the plan reason. at Alabama? Yeah. What's, what was what's the, the plan, plan at Florida at State? Yeah. What was the plan at Illinois? The point is, there is no plan at all of those schools. There never was. And everybody, Pat calls about this plan like he needs to know. Really? What does he need to know for? I don't think he's even a season two. When
0: when I, Coach, when, when this always gets brought up, you know, and I always say it's, you know, for one, it's – on you, and for two, you know, the recruits, and everyone says recruits, recruits, recruits. When you go into a home and recruit these days, can you, like, walk me
2: in, you know,
0: how yeah. you preach we, we went in
2: last year, and we needed a good recruiting year. I told them I'd coach them this year. All of them. And they all came. We got a top 15, 16, whatever we want to put it, class. Um, I think it's even better than that, but it's a really good class, and uh, they knew the plan. i are going to coach them this year. So, um, you know, uh, everybody keeps talking about this year. We were never going to get recruits this year, probably. Freshmen are not going to come in when you have six freshmen. It's just not going to happen. And, you know, they have both kids we really wanted. So, you know, you do, you know they, they, they never said this. But one was a guard. We have four guards that could come back. You know, One was a center. We have three centers that could come back. Why would you go there? And we were close to get them, but it was, that was a deciding factor. The other thing is you have to understand in today's world, two years ago we had to remake the roster. This year we had to remake the roster. After this season, we might have to remake the roster because guys are leaving. It's a year-to-year thing. There's no longer... Like, if I wanted to set this program right and, and this was 20 years ago, I could leave now or next year and we'd be in great shape because you'd have six, seven young players. But that's just not the case anymore. You, you might have to change this roster in the spring. You might have to get two or three guys to come in in the spring through the transfer portal. Half the football, good football programs in the country are saving 10 scholarships because they're going to take seven, eight, nine, ten. 10 transfers. Basketball, Virginia Tech uh, changed their roster. Um, you know, uh, Wake Forest changed their roster. Um, last year, North Carolina got the final four because they brought in Brady Manic. I mean, everybody is bringing in players. Alabama brought in two or three players. UCLA brought in. I mean, everybody, Illinois brought it, what, four transfers? Everybody is in the same position. It's a year-to-year thing now. We hopefully will have some nucleus back next year. We don't know that now. Um, But if we need to get somebody in the transfer portal, that's what we'll do. So it's a little less important in terms of a four-year plan because you're year-to-year now. It's strictly year-to-year. You know, football... Is going to lose a bunch of guys. They're going to get a bunch of guys in transfers. And, you know, they, their quarterback is a transfer guy. He's done an unbelievable job. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's look at the soccer team. They just won the national championship. How many guys do they have that transfer here? I don't know the number. I'm thinking it's between, what, six and 10, Mario? You should know that.
1: And they're, they're best players. I yeah, mean, a poke yeah, who came yeah, in. It was, it was five,
0: I do believe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you one hundred percent along those lines. Then in today's day of college basketball, do you have to change how you coach, so to say? Is it no, no more tough love, or is it you know, no? How, yeah.
2: No, you have to coach the way you coach. I, I get. It. I kind of laugh a little bit when somebody says, well, he's he's publicly criticizing his players. I'm not publicly criticizing. I'm publicly telling them what they have to do. This is what you have to do. If it's rebounding, if it's play better defense, it, that is a public, not a public criticism, it's a public acknowledgement of what that player or this player has to do to help our team and to play more. And I've always done that. And I don't look at it as a public critic. I just, well, informing the public of where we are. If we're playing poorly, for me to go into a press conference and say, well, we got to play better. That's it. I mean, that's, that doesn't answer any questions. Who's got to play better? You know, and constantly the age old thing is, well, he doesn't take responsibility. It's always blaming the players. It's all my responsibility. If we're not playing well, we're not winning. It's my responsibility. Always has been. Never denied that. Uh, always taking full uh, responsibility for that. But uh, my way of coaching is is to get players to to get better. And look, if a player can't get better and can't play here, then you know he's going to leave whatever whatever I've said to him. If I've said something tough or if I've said nothing, if a player is not playing in this world today, uh, sometimes, most of the time, really Benny Williams didn't leave. He knew he had to work harder. He knew he could get better. And he knew there was a path here forward for him to have an impact on our team and help him. So that's why he stayed. Uh, If some of these freshmen see their way forward as having an impact here next year, they will stay. If for some reason they think they can't. And there's a million stories. I love Robert Braswell. He's one of the best kids we've ever had here. He started or played starters minutes the last six games, including two NCAA tournament games here. But he came to me and said he wanted to start, and he didn't know if he'd start here. Well, he transferred, and he's not starting where he is, and they are, haven't won many games since he's been there. You never know when you transfer what's going to happen. Kadari is probably playing less at Seton Hall than he played here when he was a freshman or about the same. And Quincy's averaging half what he averaged here. So you never know how that is going to turn out. It could turn out great, but it also could could be difficult. You just don't know. And uh, the transfer portals here, it's the easy way out, but you just don't know what's going to happen when you do transfer. I've seen, I think the statistics show that half the players of the 1,600 that transferred, their statistics are worse where they transfer to. I think it's more than half, actually.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's a risk. It's always a risk. Uh the grass yeah, is mean, always greener. It's,
2: it's it's fine to have that that freedom, but I just think of Michael Carter Williams and he didn't leave and he made all American his next year. You know? I think of Deion Waiters who was upset and he didn't leave. His mother wouldn't let him, thankfully. <laughs> Good <laughs> And choice. uh he was the what Fifth pick, fourth, yeah, sixth, fourth, pick fourth. in the draft. Yeah, fourth, fourth pick in the draft. So, you know, sometimes staying is the best option. But you know, it, it, it's just the world we live in, and, and you know, I mean, you just have to see see what happens, and uh, you know, it's but it's it's really almost to remake your program every year now. I mean, you know, Kentucky and Duke have been doing that for a long time because they get. Top ten players. If you get top ten players, you can do that. You can play freshman. But if you get you know guys that are good players, but not those kind of players, they, you can't win with those guys as freshmen. You know, Duke can, Kentucky can, but Kentucky plays better when they have a couple of veterans too. But and, and so does Duke, really. But again, and or they have the number one player like last year. They have Ben Carroll. And Griffin is starting for the Atlanta Hawks in the NBA. Two guys, so those guys are exceptions to the rule, and uh, they can win in college right away. But you remake your program really kind of every year a little bit. You're not, you know, we've been pretty lucky and have kept guys, but it's you still have to kind of redo things every year and. The transfer portal stuff. There's a lot of things going on in there uh, that make the transfer portal very difficult.
0: Coach, one quick question about the team this year. And I look, you know, you know what you said it right. You got. We know what we have in judo. We know what we have in Joe. We know what we have in Jesse. <laughs> When I look at the forward group, and at times it looked like, you know, kind of spin a wheel and who we're we going to throw out there. Is it an effort thing from them, or is it, you know, not knowing spots? Or what is it through these first 11 games? Well, I just mean, every clicked? guy's
2: different. Every guy's different. Chris Bell's not a rebounder, not a really good defense player, but he's a shooter. So he's got to improve in the other area. Well, Malik Brown's a good rebounder, but he's got to improve in the other areas. Defense, you know, passing, shooting, all those areas. Um uh, you know, obviously Benny is the most talented, that's why he's starting and because he, he can shoot better this year, but he's got to rebound and play defense better. And they know that. Um, they're aware of that. Um, you know and they, it's a work in progress. They need to get better. It gets a little congestion when you put Benny at the three and but he still needs to get near the basket sometimes. And Malik and Jesse, you you got a little traffic jam down there, so you can do it, but it's it's a little different, Um, and it's not as I think it's something that can work sometimes, but I don't think it's something that works all the time, and so we'll just you know play different combinations. I'm not married that we got to play five guys. I mean, if one guy can play fifteen, another guy can play twenty. That if that's the way we do it. We've done that in the past. Um, it's much easier to just play five guys, six guys, but we'll do what's best. Um, Jesse's still evolving; he's getting better. I think Judas still is. You know, you know, those are all things we can still get better in these positions. Um, we started out the year, and we 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 talked about Judas. You know, not turning the ball over. And, uh, guess what? He's not turning the ball over, you know? So hopefully, we talk about their rebounding not being good enough. Hopefully, they'll start rebounding better. That's what they need to do. And we talk about it every day with them. And at a press conference, I just say, hey, this is what we got to do better, you know, when we win or when we lose. Uh, that's what I do, that's what I've always done. And, uh, it's To me, that's better. You know, Pat wants to be informed. I'm informing him of what I see. And uh, he can disagree with that. That's the country we live in. That's fine. And uh, for anybody. And uh, But that's the way, you know, we've always done things here. We hold everybody accountable. And if somebody thinks I don't hold myself accountable, they don't understand how I don't sleep at night when we lose. Because I tell you, I think I could have done something. Every coach does. Whether that's real true or not, I don't know, but we we always think we can do something to change the game, to help our team win. And we all know that we're responsible. That's the way it is. You know, if your team misses 30 straight threes and you lose by four, you're still going to be upset that you didn't do something. Whatever that would be, and uh, that's coaching. That's part of coaching.
1: <clears throat> all right, coach. Uh, we do appreciate the time. That you know, I, I do want to give you an opportunity as we wrap things up here. It's the first time we've talked to you since the the national championship. The soccer team winning it all. It just. Figured you'd want to say a few words about Ian McIntyre and, uh, well, and the soccer yeah, program window. the first title.
2: Thing in, first thing in my press conference, as much as I was upset with our game, <laughs> yeah. I was happy that uh, they won. I'd watched it. We all had watched it a little bit. I, the players didn't really watch it. We turned it off in there. But I watched it right up until I went out on the court. Um you know I think you can do two things at once I think you can <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't coach I'm not very good at the one thing so doing two at once I watch great.
2: <laughs> oh, I can I can uh I uh, you know but yeah I mean it it was great uh it's just great to watch them through the tournament I watched the ACC tournament games and then the NCAA games most of them and um I like I'm a big soccer fan And uh, I I just thought it was great. And uh, the way those guys played came together Uh, to beat Indiana was, uh, that's hard to do. Um, It was just, it was great. I was uh, really, really proud. I I follow all the sports here, always have. I I remember Jim Dance wrestling is the greatest thing I've ever seen at Syracuse. People don't understand that. I think you can probably Google him wrestling, probably in the world today. I don't know if he can really, but if he can, you should do it. He used to pin guys in ten seconds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Coach, I know where Jim Nance is from. I'm from uh, right by where he he grew up. Yes, sir. He was one of a kind, greatest yeah. athlete I've ever seen. My greatest probably. athlete in my county ever. Yeah. So. Well,
1: listen, Coach, uh, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, best of luck on Saturday against the Cornell, right. and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you. All right, there he is. Uh, Jim Boeheim brought to you every week by Oswego County Mutual. We'll take our final time out, wrap things up right after this on ESPN Radio. Whoa!